Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio with Amy Ozdan of Amy Ever After. Hello. And Andrew Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. In studio. In studio, Yay. discussing which cell phone she's going to buy. That's Need a how, new phone. That's how guru she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are um, going to have one major topic today because this was a great article in the Washington Post by Jessica Contrera called Their Tube. When every moment of childhood can be recorded and shared, what happens to childhood? That was awesome. I know. So mm-hmm. Jessica's going to be joining us for our first segment, and then we are going to have our bites of the week. So this is going to be a really interesting conversation about kid YouTube stars and families trying to make money off their kids or is it the kids who want it and um, and I have a lot to say about this because it's what I do in my day job um, so we will be right back with topic one and Jessica talking tech apps entertainment and issues around parenting the digital generation this is parenting bites with Rebecca Levy Hi, so we are here with topic one. We have Jessica Contrera. She's a reporter with the Washington Post online with us. And um, we've had Jessica on before because you are writing this incredible series, Screen Age, um, which I feel like it could be a topic every time you write something. It could just be a topic on our show because it's basically exactly what we talk about all the time. Um, so hi, Jessica. Hi, thank you so much for having me, and thanks for the, the shout-out for the series. Yeah, um, my colleague Caitlin Gibson and I um, did six major stories this year, and these two are our, our last ones, so we're setting it aside for now, but I have a feeling this topic is not going away. Oh, it's not going away anytime soon. No. So I have to say, so, I mean, first of all, the topic, the article is called Their Tube, which is probably what YouTube should change their name to at this point, or like, I mean, it is all about kids on YouTube building these massive fan channels with the help of their parents we should be very clear because I think people have this fantasy that somehow their kids gonna start a YouTube channel and be able to do this but this is a family affair when this happens on this level definitely Um, and I love sort of your tagline for this article was when every moment of childhood can be recorded and shared what happens to childhood so Let's jump right in to, I love, love, love your beginning to this article, which starts with the water bottle challenge, which mm, yeah. I... Water bottle flipping is oh, quite the trend. my God. Every parent, and I will say primarily parents of boys. I didn't see this as yes. much with girls, and that's just anecdotal, but can you, for our listeners who escaped this <laughs> this summer, <laughs> um, can you describe what this is and how it took over YouTube? Sure. I, you know, I couldn't even tell you exactly where it started, but my understanding is, you know, you, you get on YouTube and if you search water bottle flipping, you're flipping, you will find it right away. It's just kids doing something probably kids have done in the past but before it was cool, but just flipping a water bottle. It looks like something they would do when they're like utterly bored. I, I think I actually know where it started. There was a video oh, of a kid who did it. There was like a graduation show at his high school or something like that. Okay. And he, he did that. He came out, he made this big show like he was going to do something huge and then flip the water bottle you know did a little victory lap and then went off and that was shown on all the news channels like it was everywhere and then it started people other people started doing it on youtube 
Right. So they just, they will try and flip a water bottle and land it or a Powerade bottle, a Gatorade bottle and land it on its base or on the lid so that it's standing up. Um, and of course, these tricks become more and more elaborate. You know, you throw it onto a shelf or onto a moving car, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there are just thousands of these videos on YouTube because what kids are doing is they, they see it being done. And, and it's not that they're just interested then in water bottle flipping, right? You're, you're interested in the act of being recorded water bottle flipping. Um, and so the way the story starts out, as you mentioned, is I was spending time with a family who lives in Texas. Um, they have six kids, uh, um, ages between three and 16, and their six-year-old, Max, um, would spend a bunch of time water bottle flipping and and would act as if he was being recorded. Right. I'm not totally sure that he knew that he wasn't. Um, you know, he <laughs> he would so talk weird. to an audience. Um, even you know, even when we were just in the other room listening in, you know, saying, "Hey guys, um, like I'm going to test these bottles," and and he would when he would land one, he would yell and scream and do the dab um, because you know that's what you do on YouTube to get likes and comments and 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 get people to subscribe. You make them excited, um, and so for him, the idea of playtime wasn't just about playing, right? It's how your playtime is being perceived by an audience. Um, and I just think that is a, a significant change from, you know, the, the way that I played when I was a kid. Um, and it's happening for kids all across the country and the world. It is interesting. I mean, I've heard from parents over and over, and this is primarily parents, I would say, with kids three to like six or seven. So these are kids mm -hmm. where YouTube I think was their first foray into like quote unquote TV watching, which is not TV anymore. But right. kids are being handed an iPad with either the YouTube Kids app or just the YouTube app before anything else. A lot of parents have cut the cord, right? So they don't even have cable. Correct. Um, and it is just a new form of pretend play to pretend you are a YouTube star. Um, and I have parents who say that about everything. Like when their kids get a gift, they unbox it as if they're unboxing on YouTube. Absolutely. Yep. But yeah. isn't that also, I mean, kids kids who grew up watching TV, right, or Sesame Street or other shows kind of act like the kids in those shows. And here they are growing up watching YouTube kids unboxing their presents. You know, look at this great thing I got. And so, I mean, it's just really imitation because that's what they see other kids do right we played charlie's angels i didn't yes. imitate yeah, other we've kids we've talked about this <laughs> we talked about this ad nauseum yeah but we used to play wonder woman and star wars of course and charlie's angels and whatever you were watching mission impossible TV. right <laughs> um it is what's different though i think is that kids used to play fictional characters or you know kids always play doctor or vet also but that was based on this sort of higher imagination level also like maybe you went to the doctor and someone bought you a doctor kit these are kids pretending to be kids because that's what they watch because that's what they watch um doing i don't want to say super commercial things because it's it's a weird thing to say mm -hmm. but like practicing showing off your <laughs> gifts is like an interesting <laughs> a very different thing than sort of putting on a dance show in your living room Sure. Um, what I think is 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 different too is 
is when you're putting on, when I put on dance shows in my living room, you know, I might be copying the dance show I saw on Charlie's Angels, um, but the, the gratification that I was getting from doing that was, you know, doing it with my friends or maybe my mom saying like, great job, um, not telling me I was a terrible dancer, right? Right. Um, um, with these kids, even if they're not necessarily actually putting their things on YouTube, they feel it, like that is an important part of the playtime, that sharing it with strangers is something that they've seen as that is how you play. And so even if their parents aren't putting them on YouTube, you know, at age six, when they get their first phone at age 11, you know, it's sort of there, there's this line between playing or living your life and performing for an audience that I think is blurring for this next generation. Well, what's interesting about that is that now they can play for an audience, right? Like what, the different, mm-hmm. it used to be maybe you made your, everyone in your family gather around the couch and <laughs> watch your horrible talent show with your cousins like I did um, mm-hmm. every year. And then, or it's now on YouTube. And, you know, we've had this discussion before on the show that a lot of kids measure their self-worth now in number of likes we have kids who take down Instagram pictures. They don't get 100 likes within 10 minutes. Well, my daughter, she started a YouTube channel, I think, about three months ago. She had been mm-hmm. begging for a long time, and she's 12 and a half, so I was like, fine, whatever. And she was finally old enough to learn how to edit it herself, so I didn't have oh, to be a okay. part of it. And she she took her ukulele and spent about three hours one day recording and edited a fantastic video. I mean, it was really good. She put it up. It got some likes, got some comments, and then a kid from her class made up several different fake accounts and said nasty things about her. And she took the video down. Yeah. And And it took her until last week to put up another video. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's... That would not have been possible, you know, 10 years. Well, I guess a little bit longer than that now. You know, um, I think that there's, there's value there, though. I don't want to write this off completely. You know, the family that I spent time with had their kid their kids work together they did creative things you know your daughter like getting up the courage to put herself out there again after mm-hmm. having a bad experience and also playing the ukulele is super cool mm-hmm. um you know there, there's value in it too um but it just brings these new challenges that like we've never really had to deal with before but let's talk about the families because so mm-hmm. um so i i mean obviously i have a company i have kids views this is all we do, right? We're a kid video influencer network. We have hundreds of kids across the country who create videos for us. Um, you know, a little different because we moderate everything so there can't be nasty comments and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, when we started out five years ago, we heard from a lot of parents who were like, I don't know about putting my kids on video. I don't know. And now we literally have the opposite problem. I mean, we have parents who email us every week I'm going to sign up for this, but how are you going to make my kid a star? What kind of money are you putting behind them? How are you sharing what they do? How many, how much money per And how much click? money, yes, how much money, how many, how are you going to get me more subscribers? Like, at, to a point where we don't take those kids, right? Because we're like, I don't know if your kid's really into this or if you're really into this and your kid has to be really right. into this. Interesting, yeah. Um, and, you know, it is very interesting to us because we see the kids that are really great at this. Uh-huh. Um, and for us, it's not about how many likes they're getting or that stuff. It's it's how they can do it, right? It's the kids right. who have who are super authentic. Who are because when you get kids who imitate YouTube stars too much, it's the same problem you have with other child actors. It's hammy. It's mm-hmm. fake. Um, so what do you th- you know you talked about? Is it Ryan who all of a sudden has been like the biggest sensation this year? 
Yeah, on Ryan's YouTube. Toy Review. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to an adult, when you watch those videos, they are painful. Oh my God, yes. They are, you yes. c- cannot figure out why anyone would watch right. them. What makes a kid want to watch that? Though? Yeah. What's the appeal of that? What is the appeal of that? And let's get real. Do we think those numbers are real? Because I'm always suspicious, because I know how hard it is for a kid to grow a YouTube channel or for anyone to grow mm-hmm. a YouTube channel authentically. Um, mm-hmm. It's incredibly hard. And I know for us, when we see people whose numbers go from 400 subscribers to 400,000 subscribers in a year, I, I, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that's legit. Um, unless they had like some crazy breakout video. So what do you think about... Ryan's toys, um, the appeal and both, how do you know if those numbers are even real? Right, right. Yeah. So uh, the the first question is still a little bit of a mystery to me. Um, you know, when I started first started learning about this stuff, um, it was with that family um, Bertelli, uh when they had lost their son, um, mm-hmm. and they they had this kind of conundrum of you know they here they were recording their whole lives. Right. And then they had something happen that was extremely tragic and had to decide, you know, when do you turn off the camera? How do we keep doing this? You know, and still it wasn't for this sort of uh, tragedy or or, uh, you know, the drama of, of that of that very real situation that people were watching them. People kept watching them because they liked just watching these other people's lives go by. And those videos those videos are not even necessarily opening toys or anything. Right. Um, so, you know, because you, you, could, you could say, oh, well, kids just like to see toys that they don't have. I, I think it's more than that. I think that, you know, as we, when you're a little and you, and you're right, you mimic people, your whole, your whole world is, is, is mimicking people. And you're seeing people who are just like you, you know, it's a little bit different than being on TV. I think it's a little easier to live vicariously through them. Um, and I'm wondering if that is why kids like watching toys being opened or other kids playing. Is that to them in, in their own way, just like we all do with escapism TV, uh, but maybe just a little more real to them is that they're, they're living that. And, and as you moment. pointed out in the article, to the audience, it all looks so easy. The audience mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. see all of the work that goes on behind exactly. it, all the editing right. and the promotion and, and all exactly. of that. Yeah, definitely. I spent time with um, a family who their kids make superhero videos and, um, you know, getting one shot of their little seven-year-old, like, falling down in just the right way and and saying his line right, you know, took about eight shots. (laughs) But you don't see that, right? You just see the the fun times. Um, So, yes, I think it's easy for kids to imagine themselves being the ones in the videos. What's so funny, Um, too, is you follow this family with four kids, right? And so a lot of the parents I know complain, oh, I have two kids with softball games at the same time. How do I get to both games? Or, you you know, how do you do pick them? (laughs) Right. And here it's like, well, how do you film each kid? You know, do you go for the one who's making the most money who has the most followers <laughs> mm-hmm. oh you're more popular so i'll film your video yeah i'm sure that's a very real conundrum that parents face. i mean the the parents that i i spent time with they were like constantly balancing you know like we would finish trick-or-treating which they were finishing trick-or-treating and the moms spent you know as the kids were counting the candy the moms were saying okay what are we going to film for this channel this week and what are we going to like, like you mentioned it is a full-time or more job um 
that looks very effortless. But it is a um, full-time job. Like, I think we have to be very clear. This yes. is what the parents are doing. Like, any stage parent who becomes a manager, who becomes, like, they are, this is a family business for these truly yes. successful channels. Yes, absolutely. I think that is, um, you know, I talked to lots of different families who have channels, and every single one of them said uh, people don't realize how much work it is. Right. Um, but as far as the clicks go um, and the number of the view counts, the, the only thing that I could really figure out about this was that there are, there are times where YouTube cracks down on what, what's known as like click farms, you know, mm -hmm. where or like or where the you know, it's not real people clicking it right. is just a computer doing that um there's times when youtube figures out you know however that's happening and cracks down on one various one and a lot of the a lot of the channels my understanding is we'll see their numbers like just rapidly drop um and someone who kind of watches that very closely said when that has happened over the course of the year ryan's channel hasn't done that which makes them think that their those, those numbers are real now the the reason why they are is you know i spent a good amount of time like flipping through these different videos um you know trying to understand what's out there way more time than i can ever get back um, but and i still my you know you see the um sort of related videos on the side, the suggested mm -hmm. videos. I get Ryan's videos suggested to me more than any other video thing. And I think that's happening in every household of kids in the country. Right. You that know, makes looking sense. Looking at YouTube, mm -hmm. whatever it is, something about the algorithm or the way, um, you know, the way that the parents are, are naming the videos and putting in keywords and that type of thing. For whatever it is right now, they've got it down. How long that will last, nobody really knows because there's gonna, always going to be some new channel that's trying to figure it out. Right. But at least what makes me feel better is like Ryan's videos are very harmless. <laughs> um, they're terribly boring, but they're harmless right. um, in far, as far as like he's not directly trying to shock or scare kids. Oh, because um, your, your article... what a lot of the channels are doing. Yeah, right. your article went to some dark places with people yeah. who purposely make their videos look like they're kid appropriate and then all of a sudden a super hero is getting pooped on or beheaded. Right. I mean, that's that's just terrifying. And, it, and it, there's, there's tons of these channels out there. And one of them is, you know, one of the most viewed channels every single month. Um, and and it's, uh, I don't, I guess, like, I guess they're just, they're trying to make money. Um, but it's really, really shady, in my opinion. Right. Um, and, I, and I wanted to include it so that parents know that it's out there, that if you are on regular YouTube and you just Google Spider-Man or, you know, type in Spider-Man into the search bar, you're going to get some weird stuff. Right. And that is where the YouTube Kids app comes in, which mm -hmm. still, which is a way better improvement. I would never give my kid the straight up YouTube app if I had a little kid at this point ever. Mm -hmm. Do they do a, a good job They do screening? a pretty good job, but it's yeah. still an algorithm pulling stuff too by category that the creators are doing. So like, the, it's still hard for them too. They're still figuring that out to make sure none of that gets through. Right. They have a report function on all of the videos so that if there's something that gets through, parents can report them. Right. Um, and they, they do have somebody that, that is staffed 24 hours a day, um, from my understanding. So that's great. But you're right. Things are going to slip through the cracks. It's I mean, the computer making decisions. I think one of the things I've also heard from parents is they're uncomfortable with how much this is focused on consumerism. Mm -hmm. That there's something about, there's one thing when your kids are watching a show and commercials come on, 
But the fact that there is this kind of inundation of these channels that are all about unboxing, that are all about mm-hmm. the toys you don't have. Um, I mean, we all know the egg channel. Um, <laughs> she's that woman's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't even get those eggs in the U.S., right? <laughs> That's the appeal of them. Like, they've been banned here every time she opens an egg with a little doodad inside. Um, but did you hear from parents about that, about the fact that we've gone from being so concerned that kids watch commercials to... Mm-hmm videos that are basically that's all these channels are yeah i i definitely heard concern from parents um about that but i i think as far as for the people creating the videos maybe you're not i don't think that there's been quite and maybe it won't ever come this sort of like social conscious of like conscious of like what are we doing why are we accepting these sponsorships and things like that the people who have figured it out are the toy companies the clothing companies the you know you name it they they totally understand that they're better off hiring ryan or you know even this little girl annie that i wrote about who who has still like a relatively minor number of subscribers, um, she's still getting uh, dozens and dozens of emails a day, her mom is getting rather, um, asking for Annie to to be the face of their product. Um, they know very much that this is what kids are watching and being influenced by. So yeah, it kind of freaks me out a bit. Um, I, I don't think that anybody's figured out how to handle it other than saying you limit your kids to how much they watch. And then what about, I don't know if you went into this at all in your research, but what about child labor laws? Like, does it not mm. apply because it's family business? But I think about all these kids whose families, they're making a lot of money, and it doesn't seem like the same laws apply about guardianship of that money, um, you know, just w- how it's set up in a trust, uh, like all the laws that were set up for child actors after we had, you know, generations mm-hmm. of child actors fleeced by their parents. Right. Um, is any of that I think that, happening? that some channels are abiding by those um, same uh, laws, but it just depends on how you set up your channel. Um, there are a lot of the people who I were, who I talked to whose kids are very involved, essentially hired YouTube-specific lawyers. Um, there are people who are making their careers now off of uh, trying to help parents figure this out and saying, you know, this percentage needs to go to each kid this much you can put in a fund, et cetera, et cetera. I, the, most of the parents I talked to seem to have a pretty good handle on the fact that this was the only possible because of their kids and they, you know, were, had this, you know, their kids had a college fund and their kids have an allowance and all of that. I am positive there are parents out there exploiting, <laughs> exploiting that thing. I'm sure. Um, and there's and, big numbers in your article. I mean, I think yeah. you said it was mm-hmm. Ryan. Who's, he's bringing in $1 million a month. Yeah, there. Uh, we can't be. We can't know for sure, but there are the, the sites that estimate those things. I think ranged. Um, you, you know, that was sort of the middle of the road guess. Is a million dollars a month? Wow. It could be double that or more. Right, but he's yeah. not getting that. Right, right. That's his parents you, are. No, no, no. YouTube. YouTube is, is getting seventy so- percent of that. Right. Or is that what he's also getting? Because that's just no, his no, YouTube no. I'm revenue. Talking, I'm talking about that's what he. That's what he's getting. That's what revenue. he gets from that's YouTube. Crazy. But he, he is he's the most watched American for the last like I think the the, the site is TubeFilter that ranks it every week and and in the U S as far as U S YouTubers go he's the most um, watched that there is and wow. really so came out of nowhere. Insane. I mean it's kind of insane, <laughs> like really. <laughs> But before people go and, like, again, start thinking, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars, you know, like Annie and Hope worked on their channel 
constantly posting twice a week for a year and, you know, worked really hard on it and made really great videos that now are getting watched more. But for the first year, I think combined, they made $5,000. Right. Um, So it doesn't just it doesn't normally just magic itself into right. being. And most times it doesn't happen at all. Like we should exactly. be clear. I mean, look, that's a great extra exactly. income if you if that's the time in your family. But it's I always say that the Ryans, those are the, like the exceptions approve the rule on YouTube. Because mm. I think even YouTube says, right, like 99 percent of their videos get under 500 views or something. Um, Absolutely. And you see underneath the comments on Annie and Hope's videos, you know, all these little girls who wrote um, Jessica's vlogs. And then you click on their mm -hmm. thing and they have, you know, one video of themselves and it has four views. And I just want to click it over and over again. So (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Or maybe like, good, they'll have their four views and move on to something else. (laughs) Go play outside. Exactly. Don't worry about your life. And don't bring your camera. They do go play outside. That's the thing. That is one thing I thought was so interesting is the families I spent time with they were doing all of these cool and exciting things um, but they were also doing them so they could film them Wow! Yeah, that was a great thing in your article. Not really great, but um, (laughs) they said, yeah, you know, when people are watching, you know, your life because it's exciting, you have to make exciting things happen. And it reminded me of the very first reality show that I ever watched, which was The Osbournes. The first season (laughs) of The Osbournes was fantastic. It was so new, and you were what you really felt like you were watching in their home. Yeah, just (laughs) just just like their house, right? Like watching them how they really are, and. And then by the second season, you could tell that the producers were like contriving all of these situations because they needed new stuff for them to do. And I totally dropped the show. And I that's whenever I do watch any of these videos of these families, that's how I feel like this is not you. You're just doing this for the camera. Why would I want to watch that? Right. But kids do. Oh, (laughs) it's true. My daughter does. She loves them. All right, well, thanks, Jessica, so much for joining us again. We will have links to the article on our Facebook page and on the Parenting Bites website. And um, are you guys continuing the series in the new year? Is it probably we're gonna we we're <laughs> we're gonna hold off for now. Okay. Uh, but I will say that on top of this story, we had um, my colleague Caitlin Gibson um, did this incredible story about uh, video game addiction, which sounds like sort of something that's been around for a little while. But the way that video games are being made now, um, the way that they are so, so social, it's becoming this whole new problem. So you guys should definitely um, link to that one as well. Oh, it, we'll definitely link to that. Fascinating. Yeah, that's. Let's be terrified some more. <laughs> so let's all worry for our children. Well, thank you so much for joining us and have a great holiday. And hopefully, we will have you on again in the new year because I'm sure you're okay, going to be right something great. awesome. All right. <laughs> Bye. Aww, thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. So we are back with our bites of the week, and Amy Amy gets to go first, also because she's sick. <laughs> Get <laughs> me out nice of the on Amy. Get me out of the way before I start. They want to spray down her microphone. So. <laughs> Get her done. Um, so mine mine should be um, the cold medicine that I didn't take. <laughs> um, it's so funny because I, I lectured two different people, my husband and Rebecca's husband last week on the importance of taking Zycam Ultra Rapid Melts the moment you feel sick. 
And then I got sick, and I didn't have any in the house, and I couldn't find them at any drugstores, so it serves me right. And I should mention that I have worked with them in the past, but I've been a customer of theirs for, like, a decade, so it doesn't I used even to like matter. the swabs that went up your nose, and they, like, weren't allowed to make them. Yeah, they weren't allowed to make them because people, you're supposed to, you were supposed to put them, like, a quarter of an inch up your nose, yeah. and I'm sure some people I'm shoved sure them people all the way them, up. Yeah. Right. And, and so there were, right, there were, ca- there were people who lost their sense of smell, <laughs> and they sued, and so they couldn't make those anymore, but I swear the rat, the ultra-rapid melts why we work. can't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the ultra-rapid melts work just as well and they taste good okay but wait now you say you take this at the first sign but you don't take it before like if you're in the studio let's just say hypothetically (laughs) (laughs) you're in a closed studio and two of your co-hosts are sniffling and coming down with colds one has a box of (laughs) tissues in front of them would I want to go home and take this right now you're wanting to use it prophylactically (laughs) Um, you do the airborne you know oddly enough that's why I didn't have any because two of the people who were coming to stay with me over Thanksgiving had just been sick so I took all of mine preventively that week. So clearly that's so not the way mark. to do it. Okay. No, well, well, no. I mean, I didn't get I didn't get sick till weeks later. So what was it? Three weeks later? So two weeks later? Um, yeah, maybe. So um, it made it worse. But no, you're supposed to take it at the first sign okay. of being sick, right. and I didn't do it that. It just cuts the duration. It. Yeah, mean, it doesn't it prevent really it. It really does. It doesn't prevent it, but it keeps like like I'm now a week into this right, cold. Right, and it would have been three days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would have, and it would have been much hmm. lighter. Um, but anyway, that, that that's not your that bite. Wasn't my bite, although it should have been. <laughs> um, it, my bite is the awesome, awesome new download service from Netflix. Have you guys used this? Yeah. I haven't my used son it is so excited. Oh, I used it that like literally as I as I was reading about it, I was walking out the door the day that they announced it. So I I like I wanted to try you it went out. Back in. No, no, no. I, I wanted to try it out on the way to the subway, but then I realized, you know, I read that, that um, downloading takes about as much data as streaming, and I didn't want to do it over my data, so I waited till I got to my subway station, which now has Wi-Fi, which is also awesome. And I'm thinking, oh, public, you know, public Wi-Fi, it's not going to work. No, an entire episode of The Crown downloaded in less than a minute on wow. public Wi-Fi. I got wow. to watch the episode on the subway. Um, the quality was perfect. It is the system. It's so easy to does use. Does it expire? Or how does it work? So according to Netflix, some of them expire. Okay. There are also, I think it's a different limit worked out with each like it's right. different like, show. It's, yeah, depending um, on the producer. Yeah, because all show, of the shows the are not on there. Like right. you know, you can't download everything. Right. There's a ton of stuff you can, but you know, like Gilmore Girls, you can't download things like that. So. Um, some of them apparently expire after a few days. Some of them, there are limits on how many episodes you can download at once of the same show. So it really depends on the show. Once you download it, you'll see in your downloads area if there are any limits. Like, I've the only thing that I've been watching so far is The Crown on it, and there haven't been any limits. Right, because that's British. Yeah. So, so they <laughs> They're like, care. it's public television. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but... Yeah, so it's it, it's really great. It's really easy to use. You do need it uses up memory on your phone, so make sure you have enough space on your phone. That's so great for a flight. It's great for oh, travel. Oh I was just gonna yeah, say for traveling, you put it on your iPad, and oh my god. Or say an upstate house where you don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's it's really great and really easy to use and really fast, and I love it. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Andrea. Okay, mine's not, well, it's kind of techy, but it's not a gadget. So every year, I grew up in New York City, as you all know, and 
every year my grandmother used to take us, uh, my two sisters and I, um, to stroll down Fifth Avenue and see all the windows. And then she would take us to Radio City to see the Rock Cats. It was like a big thing. And then we'd go to Schraff's for ice cream. It was your Jewish Goyesha Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I grew up, you know, going to Rockefeller Center and going to the Sachs windows and St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, and... Lately, we've had some company in, and we've brought them to St. Pat's because they just did an amazing oh, cleaning. So it is so gorgeous. It looks like Disney. It looks yeah. like a fake St. Pat's. Yeah, it like, looks like a fake <laughs> cathedral. So and you know, you go to Europe and you look at these cathedrals, and you forget we have a gorgeous one oh, right here. The most Never mind that it's opposite Rockefeller Center, yeah. Radio City, and Saks Fifth Avenue. Well, it's opposite my daughter's orthodontist, and, and there you I, go. every time we go, I try to take her, and she's like, "Yeah, next time." I'm like, no, "Oh my God, one of the wonders go. of New York City is right oh here, God. and you don't want to go." Well, so for those people or for people who can't get to New York City, you know, it's so crowded now, too. It's really like hustle and bustle. You should be able to see the windows. Now the lines are Matthew and his girlfriend are here visiting and they came in yesterday and she said like it was four deep to get over um, the skating rink to see down. Like everybody was there looking down, you know, to take their picture. She said she definitely had to elbow a few people. So Google has come up with the window wonderland which is basically um your virtual experience where you can virtually stroll the streets of new york city up and down fifth avenue check out all the windows and it's not just fifth avenue and it's very funny you can tell the person who wrote this article is not from new york (laughs) she talked about seeing the big windows of bloomingdale's and macy's forget about it (laughs) Sachs is the one you want. And I know, Lord like, Taylor. yeah. I mean, Macy's. I mean, Macy's windows. has nice stuff, and they have the Santa Land. But no. So basically, you they go do to that weird thing at Macy's too, with like build the outside of the window. Yeah, so yeah. So you go to the <laughs> Winter Wonderland, and you can do a three hundred and fifty degree view. Only three fifty, not three sixty. Not three sixty, <laughs> but if you have Google Cardboard, it's literally three fifty. Three fifty. If you can have Google Cardboard, you can do the whole thing in VR, in a yeah. VR headset and it's see it. so cool. So you can swipe through these. You can zoom in. You can make it a slideshow. You can turn around and see the you city around you. Buy things. You, you can just shop. Yes, you can. I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> some retailers have allowed to you oh, to I like buy that. things. I like dwarf windows. If but, any of our readers, readers, if any of our listeners are thinking that like virtual reality is expensive, you can get a Google Cardboard headset oh, for like, like fifteen bucks. Yeah, Cheap. on, They're on Amazon cheap. and then you just stick your phone in and it. And if you're like, a New you York know, Times subscriber they'll send you That's one. how I got yeah. mine. Yeah, that's how yeah. I, got I got mine too. <laughs> so you can navigate the Window Wonderland. There's 18 storefronts you can choose from and you just go through it just like you would a Google map. And uh, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that's and so go cool. to Saks. Oh, I'm totally going to do that because I will not go near touristy areas. Me neither. Yeah. Right Even now. We're right uh, here. Hello, we're a block well, yeah, away. We're, um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't have to go outside. I get off the subway and I stay <laughs> underground to get to our oh buildings. So I, I miss all of that. Yeah, but you don't get to buy the $10 pocket books and eat hot pretzels. <laughs> I can make my own hot and pretzels. Hats. <laughs> I bought my hat on the street this year, too. All I'm right. So everybody hat. go see the, the nice windows. So um, this is my favorite time of year. At Trader Joe's. So, <laughs> I Love Trader Joe's. cannot get enough of the freaking holiday food at Trader Joe's. So, what do you get? So, this is what I'm going to talk about. You have to go now because it, like, I go every week. Okay. The This is my favorite thing is the mini mint dark chocolate stars. They're thin mints. Okay. Okay. But they're shaped like stars and they have little white 
non-perel sprinkles oh, on them. Oh, I have to get those. No, oh, that no, sounds delicious. And a serving size, this is why I love Trader Joe's, oh. is 13 cookies. Okay, I hate Amen. Trader Joe's. Would you bring me some? <gasps> oh, Why yeah. I hate Trader Joe's. You know, the only time I've really been was with you years ago. Do you remember that? No. I, you dragged me to one, you and Nancy, and I, I went and I bought a ton of stuff because you guys said, oh, this place is awesome. And I bought a lot of, like, prepared foods, and I bought the Oreo, yeah. you know, their version of Oreos. Joe's. I hated it all. <gasps> hated it Oh, my God. You bought oh, the wrong wow, stuff. I don't <laughs> buy the prepared foods. Because Dick's favorite cookies are those Trader Joe's lacy, those lace, chocolate yes. lace cookies. Yes, yes. With, oh, he okay. loves those. Okay. So then there's the little mini gingerbread men, also really good. Um, also serving size three, I <laughs> highly appreciate. <laughs> um, they have uh, ice cream. It's called like I think it's called like Jingle Jam or something. Okay, it's the sweet cream ice cream with chocolate covered pretzels, peanut butter cups. Oh my god! Red M and M's, basically, basically the M and M's, and um, peppermint JoJo's, which oh. are their Oreos crushed into the ice cream. That sounds incredible. Oh no, it's insane. Um, they have the gingerbread, like the warm gingerbread cake that you buy frozen and defro- that's like ooey gooey gingery. <laughs> tell you everything. They, I mean, you, you, everything that they have a jam, which sounds so silly, but it's a jelly that's like cranberry, orange, cinnamon, clove, whatever. If you're having a cheese plate, this holiday season which you have to have everybody plate. does you have to buy this jam because it's like the best jam in the world with your cheese plate um i actually don't like the cheese at trader joe's or people love all the cheeses i don't like that flavored cheese okay stuff. i don't they, go in for that they do have one cheese that i've never found anywhere else because yes. i like goat cheese i they love have goat cheese. A, and dick's like Ugh, it's so plain i hate it and i found him a honey jalapeno goat cheese oh that sounds good and I don't i'm like telling you ones. if i come home without it he's like where's my goat cheese <laughs> right i don't where's like the my goat cran- cheese? they have like a cranberry one i don't like it. it tastes like cheesecake like i still like my cheese it tastes like cheese yeah but you gotta go now because also even their pumpkin bread mix like if you're in a rush and you need to make something for someone like you make the pumpkin bread you throw some chocolate chips in that thing best <laughs> like <laughs> the pumpkin pancake mix like there's i don't know it is the best time of year at trader joe's and um they sell out of all that stuff really fast and then it's gone as of mm, january one yeah. like there's no more no more for you so stock up hide it from your children i hit all the cookies um <laughs> i did i kept some <laughs> in my office i was like i'm not taking them home um but everything holiday there is just the best i just makes me happy all right i'll have to give it another try you have give to it give it a try, try. Come on, give it a try or i'm gonna go next week so if you want me to bring you anything there must be a trader joe's on the way to your house upstate in the woods huh. you I better map that thing of. oh there's always a trader joe's on the way Huh. That's what we do we, on Google Maps. <laughs> I found mine <laughs> near driving. my new house. I found my Trader Joe's. It's yeah, about 10 minutes away. Because the one that's actually in, not in my neighborhood, but like the closest one to me is on Court Street. And like oh, no, no. You can't go to that one. That'll be a line out the door. Yeah, it's tiny and a No, 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 no. No, no. All right, I'm bringing All you right. stars next week. All right. <laughs> so on that note, yeah, go to Trader Joe's, stock up, hoard, and then <laughs> go home hoarding. and look at the store windows. <laughs> yes, go home and look at the store windows. And, and take, take your Zycam. Yes. And then download your movies and you're all set for the holiday season. All right. Well, thanks, ladies. You can find everything we talked about today on ParentingBites.com and on Facebook.com slash ParentingBites. We have links to everything. We'll have links to the article that Jessica Contrera wrote at the Washington Post. If you're eating all this fabulous Trader Joe's food, film your children eating it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Become a, a millionaire. Video you're you're not going to become a millionaire. You're not. Um, 
You can find us on Twitter at hashtag Parenting Bites. On iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Make us, that's what we want for Hanukkah and Christmas. Yes. Rate, review, and subscribe. And share with your friends. And obviously on Play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the parenting podcasts. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy everything. And um, we have a s- episode next, we have one episode next week. And then we have a special reprise episode for um the christmas week and yes. then we will be back because we'll be too busy eating all of that <laughs> <Christmas> <laughs> yeah stuff. and then we'll be back in the studio on, talking uh, all the things tech after ces yep we'll have yes. a giant ces um crazy the best of technology everything in each of the year yeah back happy holidays bye <laughs>